0: OK, we're on. Uh, UK scriptwriters episode 3. That's uh, right. I'm Danny Stack. I'm Tim Clay. Clague. Tim Clegg's in the house. Tim Clegg's in his own house.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> and welcome to everyone listening. I've barged in. Now, stop dilly-dallying. Yes, dally. We've nope. got a lot to fit in. Yes, it? let's crack on. So, the big news for us is we now know what we're doing at the uh, festival. We do. So, we're going to be at the uh, London's, London Screenwriters uh, Festival. Uh, I'm doing a spot on games writing Maybe doing a little bit about new media i'm not i'm not sure yet, and um, you're doing a bit on a panel discussion Daniel. i'm
0: doing uh, a bit about writing for kids and teen drama because i 've done a bit of that, and uh, there's something to do about script reading or how to beat the gatekeepers as they call them or yeah. something like that anyway great but looking forward to that should be good
1: um, if you haven't yet got your ticket uh, I suggest that you uh, check it out in more detail this time last time we mentioned it but this time if you go on you can actually see although it's obviously a bit provisional you can see the full agenda of the three days and have a look at that, see what's on. It looks amazing now. And Yeah, and, and uh, just check that out, that there's something there. And, and there's all sorts. Dom Carver's written a sort of a guide about how to get the most out of it. It's all going on.
0: Yeah, and the £37 discount is still available if you use Danny Stack, one word, all one word, at the buy ticket website bit. But I think there's a mahoose of discount available of 75 quid which is much better obviously and i don't know the discount code for that but if you check out the website it will tell you i'm sure i think it might be script chat or something like that right so if you do a browse of the interweb somewhere you'll find it so get in there and buy your ticket um
1: all right now they've got a few different um uh, competitions that they're running so go go to the site and check those out there's one that's uh, science related if you're looking at anything to do with biosciences then they can help you get um, some uh, money to work on your idea and also some advice and there's another um, uh, kind of quite hot and exciting um, uh, treatment competition going on right now run by Shine but this is feature films, not TV. This
0: is feature films. They're offering a whopping 25 grand as the prize. And all yeah. they're looking... It's called The Big Idea, isn't it? It's the yeah, The Big
1: idea. idea. But they've got a limited number of genres. So it's um, action and adventure, romantic comedy, um, family comedy. It's got, they've got certain four, four genres that you've got to... Um, sci-fi and fantasy, I think, is the fourth one. You've got to fit into one of those. So they're really, it's for those writers... And good on them really, because it's for those writers in Britain that want that right write commercial Hollywood style if you like. It's um mid October, I think, is the deadline. So yeah, a, little while, a little while. But I'm sure you've got your ideas already for that or you should do anyway. Yeah. Um Well our our friend and colleague, or our frolic,
0: if you want, uh Joe Tumner, um, mm. he asked us if there was a way of kind of rounding up uh, competitions and schemes um that are available and there are too many to kind of mention on the podcast but there's two main areas on the web on the interweb that I check out which keeps me up to date and one is the BBC writers room which covers a lot of new schemes and competition and the other one is um a website called scriptangel.co.uk i think it's run by Haley McKenzie and she's a script editor um and she keeps abreast about what's going on and she keeps the website updated so those two resources are yeah. a must yeah bookmark no, on your
1: web the great browser. The, the great thing about certainly with the writers room is that you can take a feed from that web page mm. and get that to straight in your email so you can be emailed if you like straight away when there's a new competition so there's no excuse for missing out on things and certainly we yeah we can't cover them all because there's all sorts of regional things that might not affect me but might affect someone who's in scotland for instance and can take advantage of those schemes so check those out I've only got one other thing to mention I won't go, we'll go on about it too long but it's time uh, to enter the Berlin Berlinale talent campus if you're that way inclined um, it's a European scheme but it's from got people go go there to Berlin in uh, February each year from all around the world it's almost like a hothouse of talent for films but for films Everybody related with films, though. So it's writers, but also directors, costume designers, actors, everybody related with cinema because it's in conjunction with the Berlin Film Festival. So it's great speakers talk there. It's almost like the world's greatest university because you've got the filmmakers, they show in their premiere at the festival and then maybe they come and give a talk to the campus and you just get to meet people all around the world. I've I've worked with them since and kept in touch with the people that I met when I went. Um... But the deadline's coming up soon, next couple of weeks. Let's move on. Moving on. We've got a guest spot which we shall uh, play. It's an audio clip sent in from uh, a little bit of harassing that uh, Danny's been doing. Well,
0: through the power of Twitter, <laughs> God bless Twitter, I, I'm, I kind of um, DM'd, direct messaged uh, Jack Thorne, who's um, one of the hottest new screenwriters in the country, and very good he is too, um, asking if he could just say a little bit about... Working with Shane Meadows on *This Is England*, which we'll be reviewing later, so he very kindly managed to record something and send it through to us.
2: So the hardest app to write was EP um, four because uh, Shane felt very strongly about what Combo's return should be, and uh, uh, so we worked in the in the same way in terms of um, uh, sitting together in a room, and then and then and then uh, and then and then me writing the first draft, but it didn't work, um, and Shane wasn't happy, and we couldn't quite figure it out um over the phone and so i went to nottingham and um we sat in a room for a week um and uh and bashed it out together um and uh um that process of writing together with someone in the room is something i've never done before i mean I, I, i've done a lot of uh, writing with other people but it's always been uh, um, write a draft, send to the other person the other person writes a draft, send back to me um, and uh, and actually I really loved it, sitting in a room with him uh, so um, maybe next time we'll do a bit more of that, hopefully cheers, bye
0: So there you go, uh, thanks again to Jack for doing that um, that was great, I'm very much enjoying This Is England, uh, review later but um, that leads us on to um, our discussion topic really um, which is about collaboration in writing, very very handily, very nicely.
1: Yeah, I mean, what what strikes me about the way that Jack speaks there is how silly it makes us seem as writers, myself included, probably, in that, in the fact that it seems so obvious to get together, doesn't it? And yet, how often do we kind of go out of our way, it seems, mm. to work on our own? So if you and me who live relatively close and are happy to meet up for this, we're working on something. I can still imagine. Yeah. We'll be sending stuff backwards and forwards on email, getting confused about which is the latest version and so on. Yeah. When in fact, we've got our heads together with a bit of banter and, you know, a bit of teamwork Mm. and, to in and fro in, we could probably have done it in half the time. Yeah. And it seems so obvious. So, what is it about us as writers that means that somehow we enjoy the suffering or the loneliness, the loneliness of the long distance writer? I mean, it's silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it
0: depends on the nature of the project, really. The more personal uh, a script is to us, we're not going to want to meet up with somebody and uh, bounce ideas around or whatever. And I, But I think if you have an idea that you think, oh, that would be good if I had a, a team of writers on. Or I'm really struggling with this, I could do with a co-writer. Maybe that's a good way. Or even just, I'd really like to come up with a new, new idea, but I don't have one. I need to talk to somebody just to bounce a few ideas around. But that's even,
1: that's, I agree with you, that that would be the thought process. Yeah. But if we're an outsider, in some ways I feel myself as being a bit outsider because I don't just do writing. Mm-hmm. So what I feel there is that you're saying, if I had a really personal project, I'd sit on my own. But I still feel that that's not necessarily so. You could help me with my personal projects and I could help you with a personal project. It still helps, surely, to bounce those ideas around. And it's not just comedy either, which is when we think about this. Yeah,
0: I, but I think we do that anyway. I mean, I, I say we, the collective we, as in everyone, in terms of once you finish a script, no matter how personal it is to, to you, you're going to give it to your best friend, your wife or whatever and trusted readers and listen to their feedback but ultimately make the choice Mm. the choices you want to make for the story um and that's always a hard thing to do i think in terms of collaboration seeking it out it's it's whether you have the personality or the desire i think for that kind of company Uh,
1: i but but my i'm saying is i bet that there's more people if they tried that way of working that would like it that just don't think about it because it's not written into the writer's psyche or some sort of cliche vision of a writer that's in the shared collectiveness somehow yeah do, 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 do you see what i'm saying yeah actually i think as i'm hearing what jack's saying i'm thinking actually yeah i must do that i must do that more often when i have done it in the past um myself and uh Sookie, local filmmaker wrote a script together and the best parts of that was when we actually wrote it together. I'm talking about one of us is typing and the other's sort of pacing around the room. Yeah. Because we're actually putting better words in on a word level as we're doing it. Mm. He says he says the word nice, and I'm like, no, let's change that. Let's put excellent. He goes, well, that's still just another way. Let's put glorious. And I'm thinking, well, it's just another way of phrasing. Let's put elegant. Do you see what I'm saying? And we're like, we're really just bouncing it backwards and forwards before it even hits the page and yeah. then it's done. And just that, just that energy can really inspire you because you can't drift off and waste time like you can on your own so much either. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, um, I have kind of
0: differing opinions on that. Uh, One, it's like I've done some co-writing on on my TV stuff, which has been terrific fun sitting in a room, like you say, well, not doing the I'll type and I'll speak Mm. type thing, but just kind of working out storyline, putting stuff up on the board, having a bad idea but not being ashamed to share it all of that stuff and it's really liberating and it's really kind of inspiring and invigorating all the rest of it. I have a co-writer for certain um, projects. His name is Sam Morrison, great writer. I Mm. love love him to bits. Um, But we don't do I'll I'll type and Mm. you speak. We we tried it and we just ended up playing PlayStation for the day. (laughs) (laughs) What works with us is um, bizarrely is like somebody will do a whole draft, first draft, without the other person's input at all. And then hand it over. And then mm. the other person will have carte blanche to change what they think should be changed and then hands it back. And then once the other person sulks and pouts silently for what things have been changed, we agree in the middle kind of ground and it, it's worked well for us. Yeah. Uh, but so I don't think I would like, okay, I'm going to type now. Um, but I do love the energy of the room, a mm. writer's room. Mm. A TV writer's room is just the best place to be,
1: I think. But, you know, I'm thinking quite often I've got a big bugbear I don't want to get into the festival again because we haven't been yet but so many courses and different types of workshops are about talking about someone talking about writing which is a very strange thing anyway and I'm just thinking what if when writers get together they actually do some doing And if you got five writers together for five days, you could spend a day on each person's thing that they want to move forward Mm. and really hammer it. Mm. You know what I mean? Just think about what you'd leave at the end of a day Mm. and what you could contribute in the other four days to other people's ideas and just go away with just tons of ideas. Yeah, we don't just don't seem to get that sort of thing off the ground. Yet what that's like, you could do that for free. I mean, there's almost no cost to doing that. Yeah. The alternative being you spend five days sitting at your own, going a bit funky in front of final draft again. If you
0: want to do it, there's two important distinctions. One being the amateur kind of way of doing it and the professional way. And I don't mean this in a kind of disparaging way. I mean, the amateur way is just finding your mates and forming a writer's group or mm. somebody you like that you get on with that you can just... Mm do some collaboration with, that's great. From a professional point of view, you're gonna to have to work with people that you might enjoy being with, but you're still gonna to have to spark off good ideas with. Yeah. Um, and that goes down to your own specific personality and your professional mm. approach. Um, and if you're if you're a nice person to spend eight yeah. hours in a room with. Yeah. Uh, and that's an important where, skill to cultivate it, that. Yeah. It,
1: exactly, mm. and almost start today. Mm. Because if you're gonna know that's where you're gonna end up, no script writing course, teaches you those skills is what well, they should do but yeah they don't and so it's almost like start now with your collaboration with other writers because you're going to need it later i like it okay good now feeding on from that i'm keeping with the theme of this is england yeah um one of the things that's strongest about it by a long way is the variety of uh characters in there and then believability of the characters yeah so this is our craft discussion today. So craft discussion today is, about is about characters, about characters and uh, how do you make them seem great?
0: Yeah, and how do you even create them, or how do you develop them, and how do you give them interesting characterization? How do you make them multidimensional? Mm. How do you make people who are um, a, a bit unlikable? How do you make them kind of engaging for the audience anyway?
1: Yeah, so, it's a hard. First of all, though, this is a hard problem to spot in your own work. Oh, it's it's a killer. Because you think everyone... You know, you don't write dull characters. People don't write dull characters on purpose. Very rarely do they. Mm. Except to make a point that they're dull. Yeah. Um, So it becomes, first of all, the hardest bit of feedback to take, I think. But one of the most common. That your lead character maybe doesn't have a lot of interest.
0: Yeah, that's right. Or they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. I didn't get this. I didn't get why she would do that. Yeah. And... For you it's as clear as day. Yeah. Or this scene, this bit of dialogue here surely clarifies it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, yeah, but not really. Yeah. Um and and it's so hard. I I think the thing that I try to do with my own characters is to give them a certain depth that you may not fully understand, but you would recognise as this person's a bit interesting or a Mm. bit different in either something they say or in how they behave. Um not in a cliched manner, not in your typical way that lots of people introduce characters in a screenplay kind of thing. Um, and just and it forces you to think about the character a bit more, yeah. to treat them all as proper human beings, not just characters on the pages of your script. But it's a difficult thing to do, and especially with secondary characters as well, because they can so much just easily support the plot or support the main character without any without having any definition of their own. And that's tricky because you mm-hmm. want, I mean, a typical note you'll always get. It's a bit of a cliche now in itself is that every character is the hero of their own film, if you know what I mean. So mm. every every character thinks they're very important. But it's good advice in terms yeah. of,
1: OK, so. But isn't that a case of, I mean, just to use, I, I don't know how much of a cliche it is. In my mind it is. But a useful one and one that I use is to think about their wants and then their needs as two separate things Yeah. so what is it they want to achieve the kind of the goal and then also what is the need as in that we identify that this would, is a flaw that they're going to have to develop and explore yeah. even just having that for all your characters is a good start because yeah. what I've found before is I've gone back through and found that some of my characters it's the same thing yeah. so that's why they're dull mm-hmm. so just separating the two and saying we can see the, their flaws that they can't see mm. and making that Interesting, yeah, and that's different, of course, to what they want to do, which is something crazy over here that perhaps they might even fail in.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, can I use an example? Actually, I've just mm. thought of one. Um It's the introduction of the three main characters in Ghostbusters. Yeah. So you've got um, yeah yeah Peter yeah. Venkman and yeah. Ray Stans is it or whatever mm. his name is and then Egon. Yeah. And so the intro is. You meet Peter when he's doing the kind of psychic with test the with the girl in the... Yeah, father. yeah. So you e- immediately know he's a bit of a charmer. Yeah. And he's not really a scientist. Yeah. But then Ray bounds in full of yeah. enthusiasm about yeah. the ghost in the library. Yeah. And you can tell he's a bit of a geek. Yeah. And he's just all about the ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And then they meet Egon in the library, the most bookish yeah. bloke there. Yeah. Already you have, like, the character de- the definition yeah. of each one yeah. in the three minutes that they're on screen yeah yeah. and that's really sharp and that's really good um and obviously the things they say are funny but they're funny individually to themselves yeah it's like anything egon said wouldn't be funny if peter said it. yeah 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 um so it's like having proper character definition where you just know who the character is yeah yeah um
1: now that brings on to something different because with those guys They've got a lot of skills in themselves working on characters. Yeah, they, they, they're like character actors in the kind of a way. Um, Although now we think of them as kind of lead actors, they they come up from the comedy angle. A lot of them stand up and so on. Thinking about odd characters, that's what they do.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, uh, one of the ways that I like to work on these problems is I'm a big fan. Goes back to collaboration with writers. I'm a big fan of table readings. Mm-hmm. This time collaboration with actors. Yeah. Getting together reading it through, trying some different things, letting those actors add little quirks, not being too precious about your script, letting them ask questions about why, why am I doing this? Because, of course, they're thinking about it, only, they're being the hero yeah. in their mind. Yeah. Useful, you know, to tap, tap into that and really do it. And I, I can't recommend it enough as a method for, for writers, if only just to hear the words. Yeah, But that's not the, that's what most people see as the benefit. I'm saying that's only the start. The real benefit is using those actors to really think about the characters and give them depth. Yeah, and if you don't have access
0: to to actors, uh, then just writing a detailed character biography, I suppose. But the drawback to that, which I, d- I don't like doing a full character biog, I might just do certain likes and dislikes in, in case, if I'm really stuck. But if I'm to do an exhaustive character biography, it just makes the character dull to me. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the character to kind of surprise me in a way yeah. Right, with his behavior in the story or something for his characterization to emerge almost yes. so but doing the biog is useful and a lot of teachers and tutors and courses will teach you to do that
1: but the, i think that the biog i think a lot of people when they do it they're not doing it as the way that i see the power of it i see the power of it to be what would this character do in this situation this is the kind of character yeah. that when they walk into a room they instantly they spot the the prettiest girl and avoider. Mm, yeah. You know, and you go, oh, what's that? Why do they do that? Mm. And, you know, you put little scenarios. Yeah. What it's not about, or for me, I know other writers do do it, but I'm not really interested that they were kind of born in Connecticut and then mm. moved to the St. Mary's yeah, Joseph's. God. It's, like, it's like, it's kind of interesting, but it's not. But, but it's not. If we don't extrapolate interesting things from it. Absolutely. So I think we want to know about the characters. So I see it not as a kind of a a, a biography, which would seem to be like a Wikipedia page. Yeah. But I think it should be more about a case of a bunch of anecdotes about and situations um what would this person do if yeah this when did this person first realize and actually those kind of things mm-hmm. that that breeds life into a character not steals it away yeah which is what you're talking about absolutely
0: so yeah no characters they're the heart and soul of every story and they're the most difficult to kind of get um and we could talk about it forever but we can't and we won't
1: we won't we, we, we've we'll got move to move on we'll move but if people got questions about characters... Yeah, or any questions at all. Any questions, then definitely... Suggestions. Send, send them in and we'll cover this because these topics are so big. Yeah. Um, we need to break them down more, but we need to know which direction to go in for guys. So well, let us know.
0: Well, we'll talk a, a little bit more about characters in in our review section because we finally get around to giving our opinion on This
1: Is England, Yeah, 6 um, So we've seen three episodes. You say there's only four. There's only four. six. So, no, no. So, so, One well. more
0: next week. Um, Jack's clip earlier was talking about what's going to happen next week but there wasn't any spoilers in it no uh if you saw last night's episode which i hope you have combos come back at the very end yeah uh which wouldn't be a massive spoiler anyway no um so yeah what do you think tim
1: well i love the film yeah and uh the film was about a lot of things to me i mean it was a very very powerful film maybe one of the most powerful films i've seen in a long time um almost sort of heartbreaking to watch it, g- gut-wrenching, mm. those kind of real um, upsetting feelings that yeah. you can't look away. Yeah, uh, The TV seems like a lighter thing. First of all, it's odd to have a... I quite like the idea, though, of having the TV sequel to a film. Mm. I, I like that as an idea, and it breathes more room into it, and it's not like... I mean, it's funny. Americans do the same with Stargate, and yeah. we do it with This Is England. Yeah, probably says something... <laughs> Says something about the two cultures, but uh, I liked all the characters and I still like them. I'm not sure where it's going though. Yeah. So I like I'm liking scenes perhaps more than anything else. Mm. So I'm liking the wedding scene. I'm liking the fact of these mopeds turning up and annoying a, a little lad who's eating chips. Mm. You know, I mean, I like that. Yeah. But uh, what's the sort of the story? Where's where it going? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I suppose life's like that. And so on, yeah. But um, part of me is like, that's why I thought it was a six-parter. Yeah, Combo's just back in, and I see that as it's almost like great. We're moving into Act Two mm. because we've sort of got the characters; they're in a new life. Seems like they've all moving forward, settling yeah. down, yeah. and now we're agitating it by introducing Combo again. Yet we're saying, "Oh no, this is coming down." So I'm not sure where it's going now, Danny. But I'm, I love, I love everything else. I love the scenes. I love the writing. I love the acting. Yeah, but. Just maybe the structure and the plot, I'm not so sure about. Well, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I I love
0: it for all of those reasons. I mean, I, I I give it the term pure drama, where you're just you're just happy to be in the character's company, and you're happy to spend time with them, and just watch them do what they're doing. And it's kind of a slow build of drama, and then it sucker punches you. I mean, uh, one particular scene last night was just so just devastating. I'm sure you all know what I mean. Um, and you just think that's just really horrible, but I couldn't kind of turn away and I couldn't mm. turn off. And there's lovely comic moments and all the rest of it. Um, but I love it not just for the car, um, the, to explain pure drama. Sorry. It was to do about the characters, mm. the characters being so well-defined that you just want to spend time with them. Uh, I think Mad Men does it, you know, mm. it's just like, it's slow build. You're just watching the characters. Mm. Nothing maybe is happening, but everything is kind of happening and it's all building up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad does it in, to some extent. Um, so <laughs> critically acclaimed dramas, but not maybe popular dramas do it all the time,: yeah,
1: but I mean, you could say the same, the wire the but wire. It has, but it's got a strong it's got a drive through it, yeah which which again, like the once and Sucks needs, you in. doesn't actually normally pay off yeah, so it's almost like let's get we've got to try and get we've got to try and get string about, mm. and that's like twelve episodes worth of stuff is almost like, can we catch him out doing something bad? He says he's gone clean, has mm, he? Mm. Uh, and of course, in the end, it turns out it's not really about that. But at least you have got that thread through. Uh, the point is, and it's part of the point, that the '80s was a time when people lacked a goal. But what we've got here is a bunch of characters that lack any kind of a goal. So you've got characters floating in the in the in the currents of the sea of the times. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So you, I enjoy it. But it's a bit like what uh, I'm not sure it's acting as a reflection on those times, particularly Um, like in the same way. I mean, contrast, Billy Elliot. Yeah. Same sort of a bit earlier. Yeah. But it was trying to reflect upon those Mm. miners strike Mm. times. And this isn't trying to reflect upon anything. It's sort of just having a laugh at a Commodore 64. No,
0: but it perfectly evokes for me that kind of... um... The feeling of the time. I mean, it, uh, I was in Ireland, obviously, yeah, in yeah. eighty six. But when I look at uh, this is England eighty six, I I know full well. Oh, yeah. I can feel it. I can smell it. Yeah. Um, because I used to come to England even um, for holidays and stuff. Um, and so I think it perfectly evokes the time of it. Um, but going back to kind of surprising characterization, they've made all the skinheads really lovely and full of heart. Mm. Um, instead of being yeah just obnoxious pricks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course they have kind of bad attributes but they're all characters you love mm. and I think that's a real kind of master class of writing with Shane Meadows and Jack Thorne I think it's a masterclass class of direction which Shane Meadows and my new favourite director Tom Harper because mm. he did Misfits last year he did half of Misfits but uh, Misfits was my favourite show of last year I just thought it was amazing uh, Howard Overman big up to you um, so the way it looks the way it's shot they've mm. done a cinematic They've retained the, the look and yeah. feel of the film yeah. w- on a TV budget, which is, you yeah. know... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's a shame it's only four, but if you haven't been watching it, check it out on 4OD. Yeah, it's all on still. Because, so. because it's just, you might look and go, yeah, whatever, but I think a lot of people aren't. I think it, it is mm. going down very well, thanks mainly to the film being so good as well, and so yeah. people know the characters, yes. so that's handy. I mean, um, if you didn't,
1: know, I'm not sure how you'd get into it.
0: But this is the thing, it's advanced screenwriting even at that. Because, mm. you know, it's been a while since I've seen the film, but it didn't really explain anything about what happened in the film. So no, it's it's a fresh start, but yeah. they they feel set. Mm. The, character, the writer didn't know who they are, yeah. so they don't have to explain it. And that's the key about writing. It's like you don't have to explain anything. Because mm. once you're engaged, audiences will just go with it. Um, so that's good. So I love it. I think it's great. Can't wait for the next one. Um, how it all's going to pan out. Um,
1: All right. Well, I think we'd probably draw it to a close there, Danny. Yeah. We can, the no, time.
0: well, let's talk about your comic guy. No, because that, that'd not. be good. No, we'll do that next well, time. Well, I brought it up now.
1: Yeah, but uh, that's fine. We'll if, tease we'll, it. Wait, tease <laughs> it. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> We can talk about that we'll next we'll time. We will talk time. about that next time. Okay. Wear everyone's patience down.
0: So if you want to contact us, uh, emails are as always uh, dstack30 at gmail.com. And
1: I'm Tim at projectorfilms.com.
0: And uh, if you want to find out even more about us, uh, you can check out our respective websites. Uh, Tim's is timclague.com, where he's got a lovely animated show reel about himself, which is really cool. And I want to talk about it at a later date.
1: Well, better than that, even, is Danny's got uh, almost a collection of top articles from his blog from over the years. I'm calling it the kind of go-to guide for UK writers. And that's at scriptwritingintheuk.co.uk. Yeah. And, Danny, you've set us up against my wishes on <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> I've pulled them into the dark side.
0: <laughs> so we're on, he's on Twitter. We're on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash UK scriptwriters. I'm on there as well as dstack30. So follow us
1: there. You can... Uh, you obviously, you found us somehow, if you're listening to this... But we're both on uh, Podomatic and on iTunes, so search for us there under UK scriptwriters. Yeah, give
0: us a review on iTunes or give us a rating if you'd like, because we don't have any yet.
1: And you've got the best news of all, uh, Danny, about the uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, managed to swing a little bit of sponsorship for our yearly bandwidth <laughs> because we right. we were sucking our bandwidth dry. Too many uh, people listening. Too to many the people podcast. listening, <laughs> which is great. So, uh, Movie Scope Magazine, the brilliant people at Movie Scope Magazine, have agreed to pay for our bandwidth which is uh super so we can continue doing these podcasts
1: okay and so we shall bring you more news of that and more news of everything next time
0: next time thanks for listening